0: Welcome to Reboot. My name is Joel Katz. Today, we have the privilege to have Mr. John Borshaw, a prominent businessman and philanthropist, as our guest. Reboot is a platform for you, our podcaster, to share some time with us and receive a valuable and insightful (laughs) perspective from leading personalities from the local community on how they plan to Reboot their lives, their families, and their businesses. Let's meet our distinguished guest, Mr. John Borshaw. Good morning, John.
1: Hi, how are you, Joel? I'm glad to be here.
0: Thank you. I know uh, these are difficult times and I appreciate you taking time out of your day. I just want to share with our audience a little information of, of your distinguished career. John is an MIT graduate with a degree in electrical engineering and computer science. From 1979 to 2008, John presided Borsho Hospital and Medical Supplies, leading the company to unparalleled growth at a clip of 25% per year. In 2011, John created Foundation for Puerto Rico, a nonprofit organization where he is chairman and CEO. Almost three years ago to the date, The Board of Directors of Discover of Puerto Rico elected John Borshaw as their chairman of the board. John, welcome to Reboot. How are you? How is Galita? How are you holding up during this lockdown?
1: Well, thank you, Joel, once again. Thank you for having me. And uh, we are doing fine out in our old home, uh, out in the country, uh, and, uh, you know, reminding ourselves about what a beautiful island we have, but yet very intensely involved in and trying to uh, move forward in this new times of coronavirus. Without a
0: doubt, John. Let's, let's get right to it, and let's see how we can help our audience understand what's going on in the world. It's amazing, John, how your unique background from the academia, coupled with your business success, has furnished you with a perspective few have. Share with us, John, how you had the foresight, the intelligence, the experience to articulate On March 11th, an accurate column in a nuevo día, a few hours, a few hours before President Trump addressed the nation titled, Turismo en los Tiempos de Coronavirus. Well,
1: uh, first of all, uh, it's, you know, the the advent of coronavirus was uh, very visible uh, for uh, several months. Uh, It's it's unfortunate that our national leadership had not... uh, had not really uh, taken cognizance of it. And of course, uh, there's a certain price to be paid for that. But uh, nonetheless, uh, uh, it, was, it was very clear that this was something that, uh, that was going to uh, be happening and that was going to be happening to everyone and certainly to us in Puerto Rico. But I did see, even at that time, that we had a very uh, interesting set of circumstances in Puerto Rico because unlike the uh, U.S., uh, mainland or the continental European nations um, we are actually off on an island where you can only get there basically by boat or by plane and so we are at least potentially in a situation where uh, we could in fact protect ourselves uh, from uh, a constant reinfection with coronavirus um, and uh, that that would put us in a different position from the continental states or nations which even as they bring their own infections under some level of control are constantly going to be having to deal with the adjacency of people coming in from every, from every side, from every other state, from every other community, and so on and so forth. So I believe that there's a, there's a particular and unique opportunity for Puerto Rico uh, that we can have even in the times of coronavirus, uh, and that that will translate to uh, an opportunity for us to uh, regrow uh, our, our destination, our tourism destination, uh, much earlier than many other nations. And if you look at uh, other situations uh, of, of uh, very attractive uh, you know, uh, experiential destinations from uh, Florida to uh, New Orleans to uh, the Dominican Republic, or in particular to Mexico, uh, we'll see that all of those places do not have that uh, exact situation or opportunity. Uh, We know that uh, for many, many, many months to come that, uh, you know, Florida and and New Orleans and many other traditional tourism destinations within the U.S. are not going to be in any way coronavirus free. um, And that uh, to the extent that they welcome visitors from other parts, uh, they will actually, if they are bringing it down, they may run the risk of having it come up. So uh, we saw that in Puerto Rico, uh, especially since uh, for the time being, we're not going to be seeing uh, cruise ship visits. Um, that the only way that people are going to get onto the island is through the airport. And so we had a couple of choices. We could either shut down the airport, which would be devastating for our island, or we could create what I'm calling a uh, biological border uh, at the airport so that everybody who comes into Puerto Rico um, has to be tested uh, for coronavirus. And if they, uh, you know, if they want to be a, a part of our experience, then they have to uh, go through that. And, uh, and if, they're, if they're positive, then we're going to have ways of of dealing with them, but we're not going to have any surprises uh, coming into the island to, to, to reinfect us so that if we can uh, basically utilize uh, what the government has done so far, which is to create this very strong lockdown. And uh, if we can implement the public health uh, uh, you know, capabilities of, of actually uh, keeping track of all the cases that we do have and of their contacts and of being aggressive in terms of, of, of that kind of thing, we can emulate the best of, of countries from you know, Singapore to Germany um, and get the virus really under control, but we can actually even go as far as New Zealand and what they're trying to do, which is to basically shut out the virus entirely. And we can do that and we can get that done by this summer, hopefully even early this summer, then we can begin to uh, flow large numbers of visitors back in Puerto Rico because they're certainly not going to be able to go to these other places.
0: Without a doubt, John, our success is defeating this, this virus and we agree with you that we must save lives. That is our number one focus. You, you touched base on the tourism sector. Thank you for sharing your thoughts on the airline industry. How do you see the hotel industry? As you know, we have different segments in the marketplace. We have the leisure traveler, the corporate traveler. How do you see the hotels repositioning themselves in the months to come? Well, I'll speak to the, uh, to the corporate group traveler, uh, first
1: of all. Um, we are already seeing at the Destination Marketing Organization considerable appetite for Puerto Rico as a destination for groups, even beginning this fall and going into the next year. Uh, we're actually, even in the midst of this crisis, we're actually closing uh, dozens of different groups who want to come and who are remarkably interesting. We've also had many groups who had planned to come, who have actually uh, postponed uh, their visits uh, until uh, a little bit into the future. So on the group side, we're actually already seeing a certain buoyancy as we look into the future. Um, and on the leisure side, um, as I mentioned earlier, uh, we see great opportunities. One of the things that I've been having conversations with leaders in the, le- in the leisure group, you know, some of the large hotels, et cetera, is that they're actually preparing their properties to make them uh, such, uh, operate in such a way that people who come to them feel inherently safe and there are many many measures there's doing as a matter of fact uh, this is going to be uh, known publicly uh, very soon you know uh, they, I believe the hotel industry is going to start to uh, put out there exactly all the ways in which we are going to become part of that uh, what we call the salubrious destination of Puerto Rico.
0: That's very interesting you know you, you reflect a little bit and I know that your time is limited but just to you know you reflect to nine eleven 11 and how security became such a important aspect of travel and such a such a part of the traveler's experience from the airport to the hotel to the whole experience and now you use it for me spanish is a little bit easier easier it's going to be a salubrita type of uh, type of stay at the hotels and, and i'm happy to hear that uh, we're moving forward with that can you share with us john also your view on on the entertainment sector of the tourism experience from El Centro de Convenciones, El Distrito. Please let us know how that is going.
1: Well, uh, certainly
0: uh, we have
1: some uh, remarkable and exciting properties. Um, uh, and uh, uh, of course, the, the, um, the new uh, you know, uh, district live uh, um, uh, property uh, uh, is, uh, is going to be extraordinary. We just have to get it finished. And uh, I think it's going to be an enormous attraction. But what I want to say is, of course, in the immediate future, You know, we're not going to be having, um, you know, large uh, group gatherings over the next weeks uh, in Puerto Rico, (laughs) certainly not in the middle of our lockdown or probably even in the evolved part of our lockdown. But if we can succeed in actually making Puerto Rico a essentially coronavirus-free zone, then there's nothing that says that not so far into the future that these venues cannot be uh, places where um, all kinds of entertainment experiences can occur. If, in fact, we we can have that kind of, biological border that keeps the coronavirus out and we don't have
0: it locally. Right. And as we know, the hotel business is so, so important to, to tourism, but there's also that other market, which is the short term rental market. How do you see the Airbnb and the homeways? How do you see them adjusting to this new world?
1: Well, I think that the uh, individual properties uh, in certain ways, um, uh, Obviously, uh, typically, it's a small family uh, group, uh, to say the the least. That's going to be in each of these properties, and so that is there's not the kind of generalized group contagion that would occur in a larger property that you have to protect against. But nonetheless, even these properties have to provide uh, in their planning to uh, make sure that 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 uh, that the the property itself is is uh, in fact safe between. Uh, visits and that it gives uh, the people all of the necessary tools that they need to to keep uh, sanitary and hygienic and, and and safe as well, but uh, you know each each kind of property which appeals to different kinds of of, of originating market uh, passengers uh, has its appeal and needs to have its own
0: uh, action plans in order to be safe in this time of coronavirus right let me also because I know you were heavily involved in the pharmaceutical business. As president of Borshaw Hospital and Medical Supplies, as you know, John, for for about 20 years, from 1976 to 1996, Puerto Rico had a vibrant and vigorous pharmaceutical sector. There were a lot of tax incentives for these corporate subsidiaries. Moving forward, you hear the chatter about China, about being over-reliant, depending too much on China. What are your thoughts uh, the U.S. rebooting the Puerto Rico pharma industry with tax incentives? Well, I, I don't know about tax
1: incentives from the U.S. So obviously, we would be grateful if we had them. But what the, it, it seems very clear right now is that the United States is, as a matter of policy, a public policy, is uh, very concerned about uh, critical uh, pharmaceuticals uh, and healthcare supplies and devices um, being sourced. Uh, in places that are remote and may be cut off or maybe even potentially, um, uh, you know, hostile and, and, and could, we could be at risk for, for losing access to, to those. So there seems to be a, a lot of, of talk uh, in Washington, D.C. about what they were, are calling kind of a bi-American approach. And so certainly Puerto Rico as a major manufacturing, historical major manufacturing venue uh, for both uh, pharmaceuticals as well as um, very sophisticated health devices and supplies, um, Puerto Rico is a perfect place to take at least a portion of that um, manufacturing and relocate it to Puerto Rico. Um, and uh, I think that there's a very important group of, of leaders here in Puerto Rico who are, who are working together um, to try to uh, make sure that our voice is heard and that, and that uh, in Washington, D.C., that it is remembered that we are part of the United States and that uh, buy American means that you should actually uh, relocate some of that manufacturing in Puerto Rico. Uh, I think this is going to take a lot of work. I think that there are uh, people who are already beginning to, to do this, but it, it's for the first time in, in, in quite a number of years, I really do see an opportunity for uh, revival
0: of, of our of our health uh, care manufacturing. That's, that's good to know. John, and going back again to the tourism sector, I know that you're so fluid on so many matters regarding that industry. Is there something additional that that you would like to share with our audience that maybe I was not able to ask you a question about uh, uh, on the rebooting of the Puerto Rico economy and the tourism sector, sir? Well, I mean, as far as the rebooting of the Puerto Rico economy, I think that the Puerto Rico
1: tourism sector will in fact be what reboots the Puerto Rico economy in the second half of this year. Okay. Uh, I think it's going to be very important and very critical, and that's why I've been so actively involved in making sure that we can make our destination uh, a salubrious one in the very near term. It's very critical for that. Having said that, as chairman of the board of the Destination Marketing Organization, Discover Puerto Rico, I want you to know that Discover Puerto Rico is actually very intensively involved right now in a project to keep, uh, keep us top of mind in the originating markets where we think we have potential to bring people back quickly. And we're doing that with all sorts of very highly recognized and innovative approaches. You know, we're having uh, online vacations uh, available. You can come to Puerto Rico right now virtually and you can have um, cooking classes and bartending classes and salsa classes and, you know, all sorts of musical experiences and everything and, and Discover Puerto Rico is actually facilitating those things um, and and people are, and remarkable numbers of people are not only joining them online but it's also um, getting a lot of earned media a lot of major major publications from the New York Times on down have been um, uh, you know pointing these things out and so this is the kind of thing that we think is going to be very important to have things top of mind because in fact, people are, having, are developing, even in the midst of all this crisis, they're developing a, a pent-up desire to be able to travel somewhere. They're certainly not traveling now. And boy, they would certainly like to either in, in the summer or in the fall or somewhere as soon as possible. So there's a lot of pent-up demand. And so we want to make sure that everybody already has us top of mind, already thinking about Puerto Rico and already being to see the possibilities when, when Puerto Rico is able to open up. And as I say, I'm hoping that's going to be about six months before most of the world
0: opens up as a destination. Well, your enthusiasm and your optimism is part of your success. And as such a successful businessman on a personal level, what can you share with our young audience after dealing with so many different crises? When you spear- spearheaded, discover for Puerto Rico with the Hurricane Maria in September, with the earthquakes in January. What type of optimism and what type of reinforcement can you give the young generation? Well, uh,
1: I'll I'll have several things to say about that. Uh, first of all, I uh, I spoke uh, with my daughter who was working in in the Congress uh, in Washington D.C. Uh, as a as a lawyer, um, and she was just kind of a little bit uh, you know uh, distressed the other day and saying, "Oh, Papa, this seems like it's never going to end." And I said, "Child, you know." You have a good 50 years ahead of you in life, you know, 20 years from now, you're going to look back on this as a tiny moment of of great memory, you know, that you really remember, never, never going to forget it, but you have so much of your life to live ahead. So I will say that to every young person, you know, this will, this will come and this will pass and your future is still going to be there and you're going to build that whole future. Now, having said that, uh, we should know that, yes, what Puerto Rico has endured in all the ways that, that you've described, you know, from uh, you know the, uh, the the dengue fevers and Zika's and fiscal crises and the Hurricane Maria's and the earthquakes and, and everything else now through this coronavirus, what does not kill us makes us stronger, um, and uh, the the uh, resilience that's built into us by having gone through all those experiences will stand us all in very good stead as we go into the future. And you young people will gain from having been experienced, having experienced all that and been exposed to all these things. So I say the future is great, the future is beautiful. And uh, I think that Puerto Rico, as a matter of fact, uh, in this 21st century, in the 2020s, is actually gonna begin to show its stuff. And I predict that your generation is gonna be able to say, we're part of that Puerto Rico that the world admires, the part of Puerto Rico that's really stepped ahead you know, in the time of coronavirus and never look back.
0: John, thank you so much for these extraordinary viewpoints on these matters. Please send my best to Kalina, Galita, the kids and your family, some party words before we have to say so long to our audience on this season one, episode three on Reboot. Well, thank you. Thank you all so much
1: for, for, for being an audience and, uh, Look forward to connecting with you uh, virtually and eventually
0: personally. (laughs) Thank you, John. As we say, stay connected, be safe, stay strong. Okay.